This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Voice of the Martyrs at persecution.com and MyPillow. MyPillow.com and use the code word REBEL. And now, introducing the champion, fighting out of the red corner, he is a brawler. Standing five feet, ten inches tall. Fighting out of Harlem, New York, USA. Presenting the podcasting champion of the world, Ryan the Disruptor, the We're live. Man, I am so glad to be back. Larry, you don't know this, and I'll introduce you in one second, uh, but I've been out of town for almost a straight month. Um, My trip got extended for all those just joining us. We were extended for a week. We're getting ready to fly home, and uh, my wife wasn't feeling good. Her stomach was hurting her uh, to the point where I thought, we should get this checked out. We had an 8 p.m. flight. And in the morning, I take her to urgent care. And long story short, uh, we didn't fly home. She had an emergency appendectomy. Uh, and the doctor told me in the hospital that had we tried to fly home, she wouldn't have made it at all. And I was just freaking out. So we're back. I'm in the studio. I'm so glad to be back in the studio. Our sponsor today is Voice of the Martyrs, persecution.com. Thank you to Voice of the Martyrs. And today we've got Larry Hagner from The Dad Edge. And is it The Dad Edge podcast now too? Yeah, so it's uh, I I house everything over at GoodDadProject.com. That's that's our home. Uh, the the podcast is called the the Dad Edge Podcast. So it's it's been that way for gosh, actually a year now. Oh, sweet. So awesome. yeah, awesome. And I'm so glad you're on. I like this topic. I like the subject. Um, this is going to get me in trouble, and I don't mean it to. And, and I'll preface it. I hate to do this, but I'm going to preface this with. I love my kids' school. Like, I really, really love it. Everybody there is super kind. Uh, They're so welcoming. Um, They have bent over backwards to make our schedule work. Uh, Really, it is is an exceptional, exceptional school. I have no, I have virtually no complaints. And my son called yesterday freaking out. Uh, We missed a week of school because his mom had surgery. And their policy is if you have late homework... They keep you in during recess and lunch to do all your homework. And wow. he was, he had lost his mind. He's 12. Uh, and I went down and just picked him up. I was like, I don't care. I'm, I'm one of those guys where it's like, I, I, don't, I don't tell him this. I don't care if he gets good grades or not. I just care if he tries. And I want him to enjoy education. Uh, but I went down and talked to his teacher. I'm like, hey, you can't keep a 12-year-old boy in a chair for an entire day. Like, that's not okay with us. And she was like, well, his homework will be marked late. And I was like, oh, for sure, I don't care about that at all. Like, mark the homework late, that's okay, but you have to let boys run around. You've got to let them get that energy out. They were never meant to sit that long. So she was super kind. I was like, all right, I'll never do it again. I'm like, awesome. And by the way, if he's got late homework, 99% of the time, it's going to be my fault. Like, he's 12... I'm the dad. If he's not doing it, it's because I haven't done my job. So just call me, text me, email me, whatever you need to do, but not on the 12-year-old. So 
I'm stoked to have you on. How did you get involved in this? Why did you decide to start the podcast and the website and, you know, get into this realm, especially 2018, 2019? I mean, it's the toxic masculinity movement, and uh, I've talked about the Bonobos commercial, uh, hashtag redefine the definition, that masculinity is, is it's more about being human and not about being masculine. How did you get involved in all this stuff? So I, I get involved, I've, I got involved in the fatherhood space back in 2012. Uh, I mostly did it just because I was struggling with fatherhood myself. Mm. I didn't, I didn't grow up with a father figure in my life. I actually didn't meet my biological father until I was 30. And that was, that was by accident. Wow. And so, I, so yeah, I, I grew up in, in an environment where half my childhood, I didn't have a father figure. And then the other half, my mom was in and out of relationships a lot. She's mm. married three times. And when I, now I'm a father of four boys. That's, that's Ooh. no easy. Yeah. It's no easy task. For sure. I have, I have a 12 year old, 11 year old, five year old, two year old. Woo. Yeah. The, yeah. See, you're, you're exactly in our space. Like I have a seven year old daughter, but I've got a 12 year old boy. So I've been through the stages. You've been through all the stages, but you've got that, that boy household. Did your, did your wife grow up with brothers? She did. Oh, whew, that's good stuff. She, yeah. She's got two younger brothers. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah. And my, and my wife is not a, she's not a princess. I always say she's, she's a guy's gal. She's yeah, yeah. low, low drama, low maintenance, easy going. Nice. Uh, if there's ever a woman out there who could raise four men, it would be her. Oh, it's so great. My wife is the same <laughs> way. She had four older brothers. So she got the brunt of all that kind of stuff. But you know, then when my son wants to wrestle or fart or make noises, it wasn't a shock to her, but we get calls from moms that didn't grow up with brothers that are like, you know, my son has all this energy. We don't know what to do. I'm like, get him a trampoline. You know, he's going to get hurt. It's, you'll know, go to the ER. It's going to be okay. Yeah. There's, we have a trampoline. Uh, we have a punch card at the urgent care, you know, like every fifth visits for free Oh yeah. because we we're there. We're there quite a bit. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. That's the other one too. I remember I, I Googled, should I buy my kid a trampoline? And I'm telling you, it was like American Association of Pediatrics, like no, no trampolines, you know, all this. <clears throat> and my son uh, broke his elbow clean through, not on our trampoline. I thought it was ours, but had to get pins put in and they have gotten hurt. My daughter bounced on one and someone hadn't zipped it closed and she went straight out and it's just part of being a boy. It's part of, part it of life. Part of being a boy. That's exactly right. So you jumped into this to gain knowledge on your own and then share it with other people that didn't have father figures as well. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I I went out and did my my research and I I really wanted to I really wanted to be a better father. I really wanted resources out there. And to be honest with you, I I really couldn't find a whole lot of what I was looking for. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go out there and, and learn some things on my own. And then as I do it, I'm just going to share it. Never had any intention of a podcast. Actually, in 2012, never had any intention of a website or a blog or anything like that. And then one thing just sort of spiraled into another. In 2015, I launched the Good Dad Project podcast, which is basically the same thing now, just different name. Mm -hmm. And then I, I launched my first book, which was The Dad Edge. And uh and then we've built a community and now a mastermind community. And oh wow! I mean, it's, it's just been, you know, we have over 300 members in our mastermind community. We have thousands. Really? Of, yeah. You know what? I, I want you to talk about that because I go a lot of places. I speak at camps. I'm always a little bit saddened. And then I've, I've now have an answer for it, but I would meet these young men or young boys 
who didn't have father figures and they're like, you know, I don't know what it means to be a man. I don't know how to grow up. I don't know, you know, what that, what, who do I look to? What do I, you know, I've been raised by women my whole life. Most of my teachers are women, uh, you know, but I don't know what I'm doing. And now I say, you know, look to men who have qualities you admire. You know, we had Jocko Willink on the program, uh, Way of the Warrior Kid. I don't know if you've read that to your boys yet, but oh my goodness. It's an exceptional book. I'm a huge Jocko fan. Um, you know, what kind of things are you telling dads? I mean, 300 men in a mastermind program, that says a ton about the state of fatherhood and the state of raising boys in this 2019 era. Yeah. So what we focus on is five dimensions, mm. five dimensions of being a husband, being a father, being a man. Uh, so finances is, is a dimension. Health is a dimension. Health encompasses mental, physical, emotional health, though, spiritual health as well. Uh, it also uh, the relationship with our wife, relationship with our kids and how we provide those five areas. If you look at how any man is is orbiting, what is spinning inside his world and his head, those are the five things that are always apparent. Uh, we, I do not, I don't tout balance because balance is is a figment. It's it's impossible. You can't do it. Good for however, you. however, I do believe in optimization. So every man has a strength. Every man or 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 strengths, right? Uh, most men, for the most part, are so focused on our on our opportunities for growth, our AKA our weaknesses that we don't even really recognize what our strengths are. Mm -hmm. And we're not, ha we're not having what I like to call upgraded conversations with other men to help develop and, and strengthen these, these five dimensions. You know, if you ask any man, how's life? It's good. It's fine. How's work? It's good. It's fine. What'd you do on the weekend? Oh, I went to my kid's sports thing. Everything is good and fine and fine and good. Oh, what Trump just tweeted out, you know, that kind of thing. It's yep, these very yep. surface level conversations. Uh, what we do is we have these more in-depth conversations and, you know, we have men from all walks of life, you know, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So we, we could have a guy who there's a lot of men in our mastermind who are, who are very well off, you know, they, they're very wealthy, but yet their, their health might be a, a wreck, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, then we have men who are super fit, but they're broke. You know, we have, we have some men that have great relationships with their wives, but they can't connect to their kids. Mm. We have some guys that pour all their heart and soul and energy into their kids and they, they feel disconnected from their wife. So we have some, and, and inver inadvertently too, we have some men that love what they do. They're, they're doing the work that makes them come alive. And we have other men who absolutely despise getting in their car and going to work. And in yeah. fact, S Sundays are ruined because of that. Mm. So every, every man who comes and does life with us in our mastermind community is called the Dad Edge Alliance. Uh, they, they have strengths. You know, they do have strengths. The cool thing about it is their strengths will complement somebody else's opportunity for growth and then vice versa. So what we do is um, every single week we are hosting – actually every single day. We have, we have three mastermind sessions per day. Wow. And what we do is we focus on a topic every single month and then we break it into four weeks. Mm. Uh, but, but half the mastermind call is completely unstructured. So we, we allow, we, we want and allow men to, to ask questions of each other, you know, things that are going on in a man's life that he needs insight on, that he wants advice on, that he, he just needs to get off of his chest mm. or, or a, a common brotherhood where he can come and share his wean or his wins. So that, that's also important. I love it too. Uh, because you're allowing men to share their strengths with other men. 
And I believe in the, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about, you know, stop working on your weaknesses and triple down on your strengths. Yep. And I think this American mindset is always work on your weakness, work on your weakness, work on your weakness, work on your weakness. Especially men. Especially men. And I'm 48. I'll be 49 in a few months. I'm almost 50. I'm tired of working on things I'm never going to be good at. I can become adequate at a lot of things that need to be done adequately, but trying to be an expert in things I'm never going to be an expert at, I'm tired of that stuff. And I've been really working on the things I'm great at and getting better and better and better. You feel so much better. You feel so much better. You feel like you're winning most of the time instead of like, man, I can never get this. I can never do that well. I, I agree. I mean, that's why we use we use something that is called, I, I would say, more. it's called appreciative inquiry which we ask ourselves better questions to elicit the strengths. So like, for instance, if a, if a man has a deep connection with it, I'll give you an example. Mm. If a man has a deep connection with his kids, but he so desires to have a deep connection with his wife, but just doesn't know how to do it. What we do is we ask him the questions of what are you doing to connect with your kids? What skill set do you have that is making that relationship thrive? And can you utilize those same skills to connect with your wife? And usually it's the, it's the same foundation. It's the same premise. It's usually just the man's perception of maybe why he can't versus focusing his strengths on why he could Mm. or why, you know, so that's what we focus on. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. Talk about some of the success stories. Talk about some of the guys that went from, you know, parenting is such a shame based, guilt based entity. You know, you don't know how good of a job you're doing until it's way too late and our society, you know, on social media, or you know, I say all the time, I've never posted the photos of my kids crying because I yelled at them for no reason. You know, right. we don't post those things. We only post the good thing. People talk about our life like, oh man, you guys are doing so great. It's like, we are. Like it's the oh, highlight reel. Oh, you're you're only looking at Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all. Right. It's, it's it's not a lie. It's just one tiny part of what's going on. It's the littlest part. It is. It's, it's literally the highlight reel. It's, it's what happened in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. So we, we do focus on wins, but we also focus on, on opportunities and strengths and that, and that's the, the two I think can coexist. But as far as like success stories, we've had men who literally have had divorce papers on, on the attorney's desk and have been able to turn their relationships around. Mm. Uh, we've had men who have left their jobs and have started businesses because of some of the insight that they've gotten in the group. Uh, the, <laughs> the joke is, uh, how much, how much weight have the guys in the data edge Alliance lost collectively because, and it, it, it just, it really blew my mind because we had a bunch of guys, I mean, we've been doing this now for almost three years and guys were just losing weight right and left. And when they come on board, I'm like, how are you guys losing weight? It's not like we have a you know, a 12 week slim down Alliance program or anything like how, what are you guys doing? And there was one day I actually got several of these guys on a, on a community call. I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, you know what? It's, it's not rocket science to lose weight. It's just a matter of when you upgrade the people around you who are doing things and you want to, you, you want to level up your own life and you want accountability, you take action. You just take action. You rise to the people who are around you. So I that was a huge wake-up call. I'm like, wow, we don't even have anything official for these guys to be losing weight, and yet they're getting healthier. So it was fa- it's, been, it's been fascinating. That is so fascinating. I keep hearing people talk. Well, people that I'm listening to, I, you know, I've I listened to Joe Rogan and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss and, you know, Adam Carolla, people like that. But 
when you surround yourself by people that are down all the time, they're depressed, they complain, just nonstop complaining, it brings you down. It really does. But when you surround yourself with guys that are trying to get better, they're trying to level up, they're, you know, they're doing those things, you tend to head in that direction. And I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm at my age, I have a bunch of friends who, like me, a decade ago weighed about 40, 50 pounds more than we do today. You know, we went through that, you know, mid to late 30s slump where uh, our metabolism slowed down, we're still eating like a teenager, uh, you know, late night stress, all those things. I was, I just gained, how much do I weigh now? One. I'm 35 pounds down from where I was a decade ago. Uh, I'm looking for that photo. They're doing the 10-year the challenge where you find a picture of yourself 10 years ago. I know what photo I'm looking for. It was my motivation photo. We were in Hawaii with my kid when Lincoln was just born. And I'm bending over, looking at something in the sand, and I've got this total muffin top kind of fat roll over. And <clears throat> it was on our fridge because it was a good photo. Except I hated that photo. I looked at that and was like, I don't want to be that guy. And I don't want my kids to see that guy. I want them to grow up with a dad that's active, that can run with them and play and fight and do all those things. And it took some hard work. But it feels good. And it and I've oh, yeah. seen a bunch of my friends and we all went through that stage and now it's like, Oh hey, you look good, you're fit, you know, and that changed. Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, I mean it, it's interesting. Uh when you <laughs> you know, we I think especially the older you get, you start to take care of yourself very, very differently, especially the, a lot of the people that I'm I see who are posting these things on online, the whole ten years thing. Uh, I think you just get smarter, you get more efficient, uh, you get you get better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some people for most part, but I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I want to know if you're seeing this. I kind of see our country in, in this odd divide where you've got, um, you know, CrossFitters versus, you know, Cheeto Fingers. And uh, the people that are like, you know, when in doubt, work harder. And on the other side, you know, when in doubt, take from the top. Uh, you know, when we were little, when I was little, it was, oh, that guy with the fancy car and the big house, if you work hard, if you get good grades, if you go to college, if you get a good job, maybe you can have that too. It was never a guarantee. And now I see that. Look at that guy with the big house. That's not fair. We should take some of it. Uh, and in the parenting world, I see that as well, where where there's this group that's now saying, you know what? I want to get better at these things. I want to have a better marriage. I want my kids to see what a good marriage can be like. I want to have a better relationship. I don't want to have what I had with my parents necessarily. You know, you sound like that. You didn't meet your biological father till you were in your 30s. Uh, and by accident, that's got to be a great story. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? Uh, but Bro, you the story, have- story of me and my dad? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy story. Yeah. But you yeah. wanted to do something different for your boys. Right. You know, you've taken that choice. It is, they say it's a harder road. I think it's a more fulfilling road as well. You know, we talk here, uh, I believe faith, hard work, and responsibility give you the most meaning in life. Those are things I want to talk about more. Uh, The more responsibility you take on, the better everyone around you gets. You know, you rise everyone up, the more responsibility I take on, the harder I work. My kids do better. My wife does better. My friends do better. Uh, and it seems like that's kind of the program that you're running and the guys that are listening are kind of into that mindset. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the more responsibility that we take, 
you know, for our own lives and our own actions. And I mean, life is too short. I mean, I, we say this all the time, but life is too short to live it alone. And that's what most men do. We tend to do this lone wolf thing because believe it or not, we think, we think for some reason, some crazy reason, like that's, that's stronger to live that way. Well, I think what most people don't understand is when you live the lone wolf mentality, you, uh, the, the lone wolf goes off to, to die. That's why the, that's why the wolf leaves the pack. The pack, the wolf has either left the pack to go die or the wolf is going to die because he's lost his pack. Mm. Man, that's a good insight too. That is, there's that lone wolf. I see them with, they're saying that to girls too, you know, just independent young women. And I'm like, I, you, I get that you can do all these things on your own. You can, you're capable. I, I'm, I'm never going to doubt that, but don't you want to have some help? Wouldn't it be more fun with a guy that loves you and supports you? Like, why are we raising our young girls to be these independent solo entities on their own? You know, I think they're capable anyway. Um, let me ask you this. As you deal with all these guys in your mastermind program, is there a theme of what you're seeing that men are needing more today? Yeah, I think I think what men need at the, at the end of the day is is community. Is is community of but but the most important thing is is like mindedness. I mean, if that's even a word, uh, most of us are surrounded by people constantly, twenty four seven. We're surrounded by people, but yet mentally and emotionally, we are living life completely alone. Right. So, at the end of the day, men feel more empowered when they're around a tribe. And and the the key is is that. Most guys have friendships in their lives. I'm not saying every guy is walking the earth alone, but a lot of our friendships don't serve us in a way that we want to be served any longer. So we, we have our good old boys. We have the guys we went to college with. We have the guys we go drink beers with on, on the weekends. You know, we kind of sh- shoot the breeze with and that kind of thing. But that's not the, that's not necessarily the conversations men want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. They want to, they want to have these deeper conversations to, to improve, you know, or strengthen things that are going on in their life. And I'm not saying like these airy fairy feminine, you know, kumbaya, you know, the, the you know, type of conversations I'm yeah. talking about, like, Hey, you know, I, I look at you as a trusted advisor in my life and I'm going to share a few things with you that, that I am needing some support on. And in return, I'll obviously share my knowledge with you. I mean, as, as a collective knowledge, men, if you take a group of men together and all of our life experiences and everything that we've been through, we have a tremendous amount of life experience, a tremendous amount of knowledge to share. But the thing that we usually do is we keep that sort of tight, tight to us. You know, we keep it, we keep it close to the chest. We don't share it. But the problem with that is, is if you're not sharing, you're not sharing your strengths. And if you're not sharing your strengths, you're not empowering the man next to you. Man, I love that. I totally love that. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I've been noticing that in the guys in my life. Uh, my wife went through cancer a year ago. and oh, I'm sorry was, to hear that. Well, thank you. Um, she's doing great, uh, and it was terrifying. It was uh, for sure hardest year of our life. Never experienced anything like it. And I was shocked at the number of guys who I thought were my friends right? who just ghosted right out. It was like, ooh, yep. hey, you know, this is uh, – this is kind of heavy for us. Uh, and in the beginning, it, it was so hurtful. It really hurt my feelings deeply. Um, 
you know, my, my counselor was asking me, you know, what do you, what's your definition of friendship? And I said, oh, base level is throw a punch, take a punch. And he was like, what? And I go, yeah, throw a punch, take a punch. I'll throw a punch for a friend. I'll take a punch for a friend. And he was like, why that to start with? I go, that says so many things about a person. That says loyalty and dedication and willing to get in a fight and willing to go through hard times. And, you know, I went down the list and he was like, oh, so you've thought about this. That's not just like one of those knee jerk, you know, give him the finger thing. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I really, I really feel that way. And as hurtful as it was in the beginning, when I did find those guys in my life that were willing to be there when it was dirty, when it was muddy, when it was terrible, when I was a huge pain to be around because I was so sad or so stressed out or so exhausted, those guys today, my friendships with them are so much deeper. And when they go through hard times, they come to me. When I go through hard times, I go to them. And collectively, we're getting better and better because they're real friendships. And I realized what I was missing or what I was mourning with those other guys was something I never had. I thought I had a bunch of friends. I had a bunch of guys that liked doing fun things with Ryan Dobson, and they weren't real friends. And so I really wasn't missing those guys. I was missing what I thought I had. And now I appreciate who's my real friend and who's there in those hard times. It's very different. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very different friendship dynamic. Different conversations, different feel to it, different camaraderie, different, you know, dynamic. Everything is different about it. Oh, definitely. So I'm guessing in your mastermind and even with the podcast, are you finding guys that didn't know each other beforehand and find each other, you know, in this community and now they're developing their own friendships outside of, you know, the podcast and the mastermind? It's interesting that you say that because I was just on a, um, I was just on a, a call with one of our mastermind guys actually before you and I started today. And he was like, you know, my wife has been telling me because everything we do is virtual, you know, cause it, it the cool thing about what we do is it's very convenient. We use zoom for everything. So that yeah. way the guys, guys can see each other. We can interact and all that other stuff. Uh, however, he was like, you know, my wife has been telling me that I should really try to develop some local friendships here like how do I do that and I was like well here's the thing it's easy for us to do this in in the alliance mastermind community because it's already the expectation is already there that you you're vulnerable mm. you know it, like that, that you have to share things that are tough for you and you have to contribute like that expectations are there we don't we don't want to go through like what Trump just did and what's on CNN and what, how bird box just sucked and all, you know, all that other stuff. We want to get right to it, you know? And he's like, well, how do I develop that here on a local level? And I was like, well, here's how you do that. I was like, most guys that we're surrounded by me included, I coach football with four other guys. We don't have the conversations that, you know, we have in the Alliance. However, if I want to have a conversation like that, uh, I have to be the one to go first. And what I mean by that is, you know, every guy likes to put on their, their, their shield, you know, yep. like, Hey, no matter how crazy life is, I, I got this, I yep. got it. I'm good. Right. And I'm tempted to do that as well. And so like when one of the coaches be like, Hey man, how was your day? And of course there's that part of me. It's like, Oh man, it was good. Good. Works good. And then, but when I'm the first to say today was a total, I know I can't cuss on this show, but today was a total crap day. Like yep. today was a, you know, what show, yep. like my, my kids are doing this, you know, my boss is doing that, you know, this or that, this or that. And they're like, 
Wow. Well, you know, now that you mentioned that, and then they'll, they'll get real with some other things that are going on in their life, you know? And, and it, what that does is that just knocks down those, those boundaries that, you know, that it knocks down the, not boundaries, barriers, and it allows you to have a better conversation. But the secret is, is you have to go first and you can't, I, I truly believe that there's a masculine way to have better conversations and not feminine. Like just because I'm, I'm talking about what, you know, uh, maybe a suboptimal experience that's going on in my life. That doesn't mean I'm going to start sobbing and, you know, talking about my feelings. It's going to be like, you know, wow, this, this really went crazy today. And to be honest with you, I'm not really sure how to digest it at this present moment, but yeah. this is what's going on. And then that, that feels okay to another guy. Yep. You know, that, that still feels, Hey, we're on a masculine level, but man, we're having a better conversation than what I'm used to. So you got to be the first to, you have to be the one to, to, to go first is what I'm saying. Definitely. Definitely. I like that. I like that. That's true. And it's in stages, you know, um, I've got friends that totally cry at times. I do as well, but it's not the first time I'm meeting somebody or talking about something more vulnerable that I'm jumping straight into that. You know, it's kind of like telling right. a girl you love her on the first date, like she's going for the door. Right. Uh, and I and it is true. You've got to go first, and that will tell you a lot. When you go a little bit deeper with a guy, if he's like, oh, yeah, totally, and is into that, you're like, oh, check one. This might be someone that could be a good friend. There's There it is. And you'll have guys that are like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, let's go drink, you know, or whatever. It's just it's totally you can tell there's an aversion to getting deeper. They're not going to get vulnerable. And you're like, all right, that's not the guy I'm going to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I I think I, some guys are, are cool with that and some guys aren't, you know, I mean, they're just not used to it. I mean, if you look at uh, Stephen Manfield's book, Building a Band of Brothers, yeah, uh, that that book is a great book. But he says over and over again, building a band of brothers is a skill set. It's a skill, and most men of today don't know how to do it. We we do not have the skills, and what that really means, and and to quote his book is, if I'm if I'm going to break bread with another man, chances are he is in my life, which means he knows my wife, he knows my kids, he sees things, he'll point things out to me. Same thing with him. We're not going to have these fluffy conversations. And even in his book, he uses an example of like if we're at a restaurant. And my friend sees me checking out the rear end of the waitress. He's going to be like, Hey, is everything going on? Everything okay at home? You know, things like that to where he even uses another example to where, uh, he has a good friend of his, who's a professional football player who's over at his house and his son came home and Steven Manfield's son and, and the football player, you know, talked to his son for a minute, just saying, Hey, how's it going? And then his son went up in his room and he's, he looked at Steven after he went up in his room. He's like, you have no idea what your son's going through right now. Do you? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I would like your permission to go up to your son's room and talk to him for a minute. And he's like, sure, go ahead. Went up to his son's room, talked to him, came back down. He said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now, but it's the confidentiality of your son. And I want to know if this is okay with you. But he shared something with me that he's going through. Don't worry. Nobody's pregnant. He's not doing drugs. No one's going to die or anything like that. But he's going through something. I would like to meet him for lunch tomorrow. And to be honest with you, he asked me not to tell you. You don't know. You don't need to know anything about it. But I will tell you this: it's nothing serious that you do need to know something about it. Do I have your permission to do that? And he did. Took him out to lunch, and I think uh, you know after that the kid was fine. And uh, still to this day, I think it's like six or seven years later, he still has no idea what his son was going through. But that's Whoa. where, yeah, that's where somebody else 
is seeing a blind spot in your life that you're not seeing, has your back, has your kids mm. back, is in your life, those are the kind of relationships that I'm talking about. That's a real friend, too. That's deep. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that, that requires trust and faith and vulnerability and being able to let go, being able to hold on to something loosely because you know, hey, this guy's got my back. You know, it's, that's where I think the throw a punch, take a punch, that comes into play. Like, hey, when you're not here, I'll also be here as well. I'll be that protector. Or, you know, what you said, you know, the guy that's like, hey, you're checking out that waitress rear. Like, what's going on at home? Yeah. Because that's okay? a clear sign something's, something is going on at home or something's not going on at home. Exactly. You know, that's a big indicator. Man, I dig yeah. that. I dig that. Larry, we are out of time, but man, I appreciate this. I encourage everybody to go to the, is it thegooddadproject.com? Uh, gooddadproject.com. Gooddadproject.com. Yeah. And the podcast is the Dad Edge Podcast. Check out the Dad Edge Alliance as well. What's the, is that just at uh, gooddadproject.com? No, yeah, you can go to gooddadproject.com forward slash alliance. Um, shows everything that we do there. Uh, we even started doing something really cool here lately. I mean, we got all kinds of things that we do in there. One thing that we started doing is we added a third show to the mix during the week and we do a live Q and a. So what we do is we actually bring guys in from the Alliance to ask questions. It's kind of like a radio show. We have no clue what they're going to ask or anything like that, but we started doing that. So it's like a live dad riff Q and a, nice. uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We do over there. It's, it's, it's a good time. Cool. And where are you based out of? I live in St. Louis. We have guys literally from gosh, all over. We have guys from Australia, Singapore, US, Canada, Mexico. We actually just had our first guy in Italy join wow. uh, yesterday, which was, I, it just fascinates me. I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to this guy from Italy who's, yeah. who's, it's just really cool stuff. It's the beauty of the internet. People from all over yeah. the place. And men are very similar all over the world. They're looking for the same things. Absolutely. I mean, the funny thing is, is the guy who joined in Italy, he's a, he is a physician in the air force. So he's stationed over there. Awesome. Uh, but, but super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Definitely. But yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you having me on. This was fun. For sure. I'd like to do it again sometime. We'll talk soon. Okay. Have a good one. My thanks to Larry Hagner at the good dad project, gooddadproject.com and the dad edge podcast. More information again, go to gooddadproject.com. Thanks also to MyPillow, MyPillow.com, code word REBEL for a discount on a four-pack of pillows. And as always, our deepest thanks to the Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted around the world for more than 50 years. Persecution.com. God bless, Rebels. Thanks for listening, Rebel Dads. Hope you're doing well. We will see you next time.